anti-Semite Al Sharpton has accused President Trump of being a racist because Trump used a word that rhymes with the N-word. A word that rhymes with the N-word. Like, so if I use the word bigger, does that make me a racist? So we were gonna, we we're gonna play you that absurd clip coming up. And, and not only is Trump not going to participate, it looks like Trump is not going to participate in the first Republican debate. As we predicted, we've been predicting for weeks, as he hinted. But Trump is actually going to be doing his own thing at the same time of the debate. Trump is apparently going to be interviewed by Tucker Carlson, and that's going to air during the debate. And so while Republicans are on Fox News debating, all basically disavowing themselves of Trump and talking about, you know, uh, condemning uh, January 6th and all of that, uh, Trump is going to be doing an interview with Tucker how great is this? And I guarantee you that Trump and Tucker, their ratings are going to eclipse. They're going to crush the ratings of that the, the Republican debate. They won't even be close. We'll get to that story coming up. Harvard University is encouraging its students to apply for food stamps. You can't make this stuff up. Rather than Harvard says, rather than give them a, additional stipend money because of inflation, they, they say that you got to apply for food stamps. You're eligible for food stamps, and of course, Harvard is worth billions, literally billions of dollars, which came from your and my tax dollars. That story's coming up. We've got shocking new details in the Hunter Biden scandal, and look. I need to be very careful. This is not the Hunter Biden scandal. This is the Joe Biden scandal. This is Biden gate. This is the Biden crime family. It's about Joe, not about Hunter. The media at this point, the media, they were trying to bury it and they succeeded for a very long time. And of course, it was Russian disinformation until they had no choice but to admit that it wasn't. But the media now trying to make it all about Hunter and distract from the real storyline here which is that it's not about Hunter. It's about Hunter's father. It's about Joe Biden making earning millions and millions of dollars and being totally in cahoots with his son and his son, all of his son's uh, corrupt connections with foreign agents, foreign governments, China, Ukraine, Russia, because their only option left at this point is to try to divert and make it about Hunter, not about Joe. But either way, there is an overwhelming amount of new incriminating evidence against Joe Biden. That story's coming up. Welcome to the Yakovem Show on the VIN News Podcast, on Yeshiva International, on Nucky Radio, and on many other podcast platforms. Send us an email, josh at vinnews.com, josh at j-o-s-h at v-i-n news.com. All right, so let me play the clip here of anti-Semite Al Sharpton. He's not happy because Trump used the word Riggers and uh, Al Sharpton says that uh, by using the word riggers, that makes Trump a racist. Listen, he was on Morning Joe on MSNBC. Listen to this clip. You know they're they're promoting this violence because their words are violent. And, and I, again, I could I could list a hundred things that Trump and his supporters have said and have done uh, where they promote. Uh, you know, fascist-style violence against government officials. I mean, my God, just look. He's not a Trump supporter, but he's learning to play Trump's game. Ron DeSantis, when asked about federal employees, he said on the first day he's going to split oh, their throats. God. This is the rhetoric that has taken over in the Republican Party, and we see the consequences of it. And the Republican Party leadership not coming out, denouncing it, and none of the candidates or the top-tier candidates uh, are really denouncing the violence, uh, the rhetoric, uh, as you point out, slit throat all the way to Donald Trump saying, I'm going to come after you. 
in the midst of people being arrested and one man shot dead because he was had a, a weapon at FBI agents and the racial language. I mean, this woman to call a federal office or call a judge's chambers talking about uh, to a slave using uh, a mm. word that rhymes with the N word. Donald Trump himself, their leader, using the term rigors which uh, clearly yep. raw, uh, rhymes with the N-word. I mean, this is not exactly. 10 years ago or 30 years ago when we marched against him on the Central Park Fire. Uh, I'm talking about he, and within the last 24 hours, used the term rigors. Is this the kind of party the Republicans want to show the country that they are? There's no wonder independents are running away from them. To identify with blatant racism and blatant violence is not the party that we need. And as uh, I never been a Republican, never lean their way, but we need a two-party system, but we don't need one that prides yes, itself do. in bigotry. Prides itself in bigotry. So his problem is that Trump used the word rigors. Rigors. Rigors is the problem. That somehow is a racist term. Let me, it, rigors is a word in the dictionary. You know what it means? It means one who rigs. Rigor means someone who rigs. Let me read you here. Trump put out this post on Truth Social. He says, there will be complete exoneration. This is after the most recent fourth indictment. He says they never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those that fought to find the riggers. Okay, he's talking about the people who rigged the election. It's extraordinarily clear in the context. The riggers. The riggers are those who rigged because all Trump's been talking about for the last two years has been two, two and almost three years at this point has been the people who rigged the election, a.k.a. The riggers. And, you know, that somebody said that Sal Sharpton calling Trump a racist is a, the pot calling the kettle black or more apropos, it's the pot calling the kettle white. And Al Sharpton is the racist. He's the vicious racist, the violent anti-Semite. He incited the Crown Heights riots. He has spent his whole career falsely accusing white people of harming black people. People have been arrested thanks to Al Sharpton, falsely arrested. They've been fired from their jobs with no pretense. They've been innocent people have been placed in jail. And, of course, Yanko Rosenbaum. Hashem Yimka and Dumov, Rahman al-Itzlan, Yanka Rosenbaum, Rosenbaum, I'm sorry, was murdered as a result, a direct result of Al Sharpton. If Al Sharpton, I always say this, if he could press a button and end racism today, he would never, he'd run like the wind away from that button because his entire career can only exist because of racism existing and because of the racism that he manufactures, and he literally thrives on it. All right, so Trump is going to skip the first debate. It's pretty much confirmed. We've already told you that weeks ago. Trump hinted to it. Uh, and according to multiple reports, he's going to be interviewed during the debate. There's going to be an interview aired, even though they're not confirming this. So I don't know if this is necessarily going to happen, but this is what the reports are saying, including New York Times, that Trump's going to be interviewed by none other than Tucker Carlson, so who do you think is going to get better ratings? A tedious debate between Mike Pence, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, all bending over back, and Chris Christie bending over backward to disavow Trump and condemn the January 6th rioters and the insurrectionists and talk about how Trump is trying to interfere with the Constitution and, and this boring debate where they're going to, you know, n not say anything politically incorrect. Maybe Vivek Ramaswamy, maybe he'll make it a little bit fun and exciting, but for the most part, it's just going to be the same old boring, tedious stuff. Versus Trump doing an interview with Tucker Carlson, it's, that's going to decimate Fox News in the ratings. And what's amazing is Fox knows this because Fox News is saying that even if Trump does not participate, they're still going to incorporate Trump into the debate. They, they See, you understand, they need him so badly for 
for ratings, Trump. They're not even hiding it. And uh, whether he's there or not, they say that they're going to somehow incorporate Trump into the debate as much as possible. Not only are they going to bring him up and ask questions about him to the candidates, but they're going to actually play video clips of Trump in the debate. How unreal is that? I mean, that's like unheard of because, like I said, they're desperate for ratings and they understand that the only ticket for them to get real ratings, serious ratings, any of these news channels is Trump. So they're literally going to, like, recycle old clips of Trump to play at the debate because that's how desperate they are for ratings. That's how desperate they are to have Trump be involved, and he's not showing up, so they have no other choice. They're hinting that they may play video clips. Brett Baer, Fox News host, who's going to moderate the debate, Brett Baer, he suggested to Politico that Trump is going to be uh, a key, is going to be a figure in the debate one way or the other. Brett Baer said, quote, if he's not there, he'll still be there, end quote. And let me just read you a quote from Trump on Truth Social. Quote, many people are asking whether or not I will be going. I'll be doing the debates. All Americans have been clamoring for a president of extremely high intelligence. As everyone's aware, my poll numbers over, over a wonderful field of Republican candidates are extraordinary. In fact, I'm leading the runner up, whoever that now may be, by more than 50 points. Reagan did not do it. Neither did others. People know my record. One of the best ever. Why would I debate? I'm your man. Make America great again. And I just have to mention that, you know, somebody had a great line. They said, here you have Trump getting on that stage. If he would debate, it would be the former president getting up on a stage with a bunch of people, many of whom need a name tag for anybody to even know who they are. All right, I, I was on a trip. We went on a family trip for several days. We were actually up in Maine. First time ever in Maine. Beautiful state. A lot of uh, a lot of water in a lot of different areas where you can actually go. Went to Acadia National Park, which is a very, very beautiful area. Never been there before. But I just have to mention, you know, when I'll go to these states and I'll go visiting and I'll see places that I've never seen before, it always amazes me, you know, some of the woke leftist things that go on in these states. So just a, just a couple of examples. My son got yelled at by a park ranger because he left the car idling. My son um, had the car. We went on like a hike. This is actually not in Maine. This is actually in Massachusetts, which is obviously a very liberal state. And at one point, my son went, there was like a parking area there, and he went into the car, and it was hot, so he put the air conditioner on, so he, 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 he turned the engine on, and he idled the car, and it's illegal. I don't know if it's illegal in the whole state or it's just illegal in those areas. I don't know, but uh, a park ranger came over to him, and basically, uh, the park ranger literally threatened him and said, shut the car right now, you better not idle the car, or else I'm going to call the police on you. And I said to my son, I said, when I, this is when I came back and found out what happened, I said, why did he get so, like, why, he threatened him. He threatened my son. He told him about calling the cops. He could have just asked nicely, hey, can you please, you know, it's against the law, can you please shut the engine? But he threatened to call the cops, and what did you say? Like, what prompted that? My son said, no, I didn't, I didn't say anything. I didn't, I didn't say a thing. He just came over. My son said, he's like, he's probably traumatized <laughs> because probably he goes over to people all the time and asks them to shut their engine and probably gets a lot of backlash for that. And like, come on here, really? This is like what's bothering you? This is like what's killing the climate? This is like what's destroying the world right now, destroying the planet, destroying society, is the fact that my son wants to sit in an air-conditioned car on a hot day and is running the engine in the middle of nowhere, literally the middle of nowhere, 
And it's just absurd. I wanted to say, listen, let's call up John Kerry. Let's ask John Kerry to cut his private jet uh, traveling like by 10 minutes. And that'll cover the, the whole state can idle their cars for the next three days if, if, if John Kerry just decides to, to, cut, off, to cut short his uh, trip with his, on his private jet. It, it's, just, it's, just, it's just nuts. And the, the, the bathrooms in some of the hotel rooms, they have garbage cans. Not the bathrooms, but just wherever they have these trash cans. Not all the hotel rooms, but I was at a hotel room where they literally have the this little trash can, little waste basket, right? Like they have in these hotel rooms, and it's divided. And you have like a recycling, you have like a regular garbage and recycling. I saw that in a lot of places. And it's like I'm sitting there trying to figure out, all right, what goes where? There's plastic cups and there's paper plates and then there's plastic forks and other kinds of garbage. And like I don't even understand. They don't really write what you're supposed to use and the rules are unclear. And then they'll draw pictures and I can't really tell what's what. And it's like... Are you kidding me? In my own hotel room that I rented in the in 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 the wastebasket that's in the hotel room, they're telling me a divide. Like I have to like start figuring out where each uh, item of of trash should go. And look, are they gonna enforce it? Are they gonna penalize us? Are they gonna charge my credit card if I mess it up? I don't know. It's possible. Probably not. Hopefully not. But you never know what these with these leftist lunatics. But 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 here's the thing. The whole recycling is just a sham. Recycling is a sham, as we've told you so many times. They don't recycle like 90-something percent of what you put in recycling. You sit there, you know, get, getting yourself dirty and messy and trying to separate it all out, and you get a fine if you don't do it. If, you know, if, if on the curb you put the wrong stuff, either they don't pick it up or they, or, or, or in some places they actually will give you a fine if you put the plastic in the wrong container or whatever, wrong color container. And, and, and it doesn't even happen. 90% of it ends up in a landfill, and then... Some of it goes to China, and China claims that they're recycling it. They're not recycling it, but but we're paying them a fortune uh, under the false pretext that they're the pre- pretense that they're recycling it, which they're not. So the whole recycling, for the most part, is a sham, and uh, and 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 people are busy with this, and it's make, it's making our lives crazy, like like all of these climate policies that don't really do anything. The other thing that really bothered me a lot is I was driving on the highway at one point, I think in Connecticut. The interstate, which is federal highway, right? I guess it was the I eighty four, and it says there's a sign that says, "Construction of this highway paid for by the bipartisan infrastructure bill," or you know, or whatever the bipartisan bill. I guess it was the yeah, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, and they're talking about the Biden infrastructure bill, and th- this is just so 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 uh, irritating and frustrating to me, and so egregious that. They're they're like they're literally boasting about the fact that this highway was paid for by the bipartisan infrastructure bill. In other words, what are they saying? They're saying, ha ha ha, Republicans uh, joined up with Biden and the Democrats to pass an infrastructure bill. And then they gave us millions of dollars, probably hundreds of millions of dollars to, to, you know, to do construction on this highway. And I'm I'm tearing my hair out saying to myself, this is unbelievable. You're Connecticut. I understand that it's a federal highway. So I understand you need federal tax dollars. But like you're the state of Connecticut and like our tax dollars. My tax dollars, I drive here once a year maybe, and my tax dollars are going to pay for you. We, we, we cannot afford this. And you're sitting there boasting and sticking it in my face and saying, ha, 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 your tax dollars are, are, are paying for our highway but with the bipartisan. Don't think this was just something the Democrats did. This is something that Republicans voted for, too, as though we have so much extra money, such a surplus of money. So I thought that that was very infuriating. All right. Harvard University is encouraging students to apply for food stamps. Literally, they're the wealthiest university in the world, literally Harvard University, they have an endowment of $53 billion, $53 billion. What a scam. Our tax tax dollars support these universities. They charge these massive tuitions and it's paid for with tax dollars, right? Whether it's through grants, student loans that end up getting deferred or forgiven. 
and uh, a, a lot, there's tons of defaults. There's a very high default rate on these student loans. So we end up paying for these student loans. Don't kid yourself. And then these colleges, what do they do? They brainwash students to become Democrats, socialists, anti-Israel, BDS supporters. That leads to even then more government funding, and it becomes a vicious cycle. And meanwhile, the struggling blue-collar Americans are actually working for a living, and they pay for the, they pay these exorbitant tuitions and tenured professions, uh, tenured professors, I should say, they like do nothing half the year, and uh, and, and and they get paid tax dollars, and, and they don't do a thing to contribute to the economy. They don't generate any money, of course. And Harvard's sitting on $53 billion telling students you should apply for food stamps. Literally. What happened was Harvard graduate students, they're threatening to go on strike. I didn't even know this was a thing. But Harvard graduate students, they get paid some sort of stipend. It's a big stipend. They get paid $40,000. But they're elite, right? These are elite students. They're Harvard students, graduate students. So they're saying 40000 is not enough. Maybe get a job. Maybe work for a living. You're in college, okay? You're actually studying and getting paid a ton of money. So And, and now you say 40000 is not enough. So what does Harvard do, the wealthiest school in the world? They say, well, you should apply for government assistance. You should apply for SNAP benefits, literally, literally SNAP benefits. And uh, the HGSU, the Harvard Graduate Students Union, they say, no, 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 no. Give us an extra $20,000 a year. We need $60,000 a year. And they, in response, Harvard sent out flyers saying, no, 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 you should apply for SNAP benefits. And the student union said, well, we don't need to apply for food stamps if you would just increase the money that you're paying us, which is just amazing. They're sitting on $53 billion in endowments, and they're telling their students, we don't want to pay you more money, but you can apply for food stamps and get even more taxpayer dollars, even though this entire, this whole entire scam they call college is literally being funded by tax dollars, by government funding. It's it's just, it's beyond egregious. Meanwhile, Ocasio-Cortez, she's been one of the leaders... Uh, pu- pushing for student loan forgiveness. She's been one of the most outspoken Democrats, socialists, of course, squad member, uh, calling for student loan forgiveness. Well, it turns out Ocasio owes up to $50,000 in student loan debt herself. So while she's busy calling for student loan forgiveness, she'll be one of the biggest beneficiaries. Um, she owes the Department of Education. This is according to uh, Ocasio's recent financial disclosure. She, owe, she owes somewhere between $15,000 and dollars $50,000 in student loans. And she's sitting there busy telling us how we have to forgive student loans, of course, at taxpayer expense. Uh, meanwhile, there's a new report. The White House was actually promoting uh, giving funding to Hamas, the terror group. The Biden administration is trying to give funding to the Palestinians, and they know, they actually know for a fact that some of the money is going to go to Hamas, the terror group, and they have no problem. They're still pushing for it. The Biden administration, according to a new report, they're pushing forward with plans to allocate hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars, send it to the Palestinians for in funding and aid and foreign aid. All this foreign aid is just it's, it's driving me up a wall. Like you, you just enough foreign aid. Just stop all foreign aid. It, like there are so many Americans. Look at Hawaii. Where they're desperate. Look at this; these horrific, unspeakable wild. And it's a terrible, terrible tragedy. Not, not to diminish it or politicize it in any way. What's going on in Hawaii is just unspeakable. It's horrific, and of course, the government there is, is com- was completely negligent. At least, at the very least, best case scenario, they were egregiously negligent. There was no alarm about these wildfires, and then uh, there was no water. They delayed the water for hours, and now they're saying it, it, it was some sort of leftist climate thing, some some sort of uh, equality thing where they, they only want to distribute water after they figure out if the water's going equally to 
you know, minorities. It's just it's some just really insane, very, very tragic stuff going on in Hawaii. But getting back to you know, you know, getting back to this, so just far and, and and we're sending billions to Ukraine, and yet they can't send money to Hawaii. And uh, there was the delay, like I said, with water for hours. It seems, according to reports, at least, to put out these fires. So just a horrible story there. But getting back to the Palestinians, um, Biden is actually pushing for funding for the Palestinians, and they know they're literally, according to internal documents obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. State Department officials expressed concerns privately. They asked the, they, they, they said, listen, we want to send funding to the Palestinians, hundreds of millions, but we know that some of it's going to go to Hamas and we know that we're, that we're not going to be allowed to do it because you're not allowed to send funding to terror groups, which is a pretty good rule. So they asked the Department of Treasury, they said, exempt us from laws that prevent the, the United States from sending funds into areas run by terror groups. They said, we know the money is going to go to fund terror groups, and we're okay with that, but the problem is it's illegal, so please, we need a waiver. We need an exemption. I mean, this is this is, this is mind-boggling. The authorization was required to unfreeze more than $360 million in U.S. funding that was cut off during the Trump administration that now Biden wants to restore. Of course, we know the PA and its pay-to-slay program. So here's a quote. Here's a quote from an internal memo from the State Department Back in 2021, we assessed as a high risk Hamas could potentially derive indirect unintentional benefit from U.S. assistance to Gaza. There is less but still some risk U.S. assistance would benefit other designated groups. Notwithstanding that risk, the state believes it's in our national security interest, oh yeah, to provide assistance in the West Bank and Gaza to support our foreign policy objectives. So the Biden administration privately worried that its efforts to restore Palestinian funding could benefit Hamas and other terror groups, according to the Free Beacon. But they asked the Treasury Department to please exempt them from that silly, trivial rule that says that you can't send money, tax dollars, U.S. tax dollars to fund terror groups and terrorist organizations. It is just it, it's it's disgraceful. It is an unbelievable disgrace. It is sickening. It's despicable. All right. Remember the on a lighter note, um, remember that whole fiasco with the Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Indians where these. The Washington Redskins, a football team, Cleveland Indians, baseball team, and they had to change their name. They were forced to change their names after the whole George Floyd thing, all the BLM riots and everything else. So in the interest of tolerance and political correctness, they had to change their names to non-racist names because the name Cleveland Indian is racist. The name Washington Redskin is racist. So um, what's amazing is a group of Native Americans is now demanding that the Washington Commanders, because that's what they changed their name to. First, they were called the Washington Football Team, which was a silly name, and then they changed it to Washington Commanders. Well, a group of Native Americans is saying, bring back the name Redskins. They're saying it's not racist. That's a mistake. That's something that was made up by these by these leftist groups and that by, by, by these woke people who, who decide to manufacture and fabricate racism where it doesn't exist. So they say that they have overwhelming support um, that that Redskins is not a racist name and that they're they're offended. They're offended that that they think Redskins is actually a compliment. They think Redskins is actually beneficial to Native Americans. This is the NAGA group. The Native Amer- I don't know if it's any connection to MAGA or it's just coincidence. I don't know how long they've been around, but the Native American Guardians Association, um, NAGA, they they have a petition to end cancel culture and reclaim the name Redskins. They now have close to a hundred thousand signatures um, saying, bring back the name Redskins. I'm not sure about the name Indians, by the way. They say, quote, the deep, rich, rich history behind the name, the myth that it means bloody scalps or something derogatory is what we are trying to dispel. 
And they say it is a status symbol for elite warriors. I mean, give me a break. It's so absurd. This is causing problems. And these are the issues, right? Is the fact that, uh, that, 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 um, they find it offensive. The name Cleveland Indians and the name Washington Redskins. This is where, remember when like Aunt Jemima, of course, they, they abolished Aunt Jemima because Aunt Jemima was somehow racist and they stopped a lot of these shampoos. Remember these Unilever and these other like shampoo brands. They they stopped putting they they stopped saying that this will whiten your skin and brighten your skin because somehow that's racist the fact that it'll make your skin brighter I mean they just they're just they're nuts I mean they are nuts and by the way did you see this that, that star remember that Starbucks manager who was fired because they were white I don't remember if it was a he or a she but some Starbucks manager was fired for literally for being white remember Starbucks had that whole thing where they called the cops on a black customer. And then they did all this racial training and everything else. The black customer was sitting there not buying anything. And that was against the policy. But it turns out he was just waiting for his friends or something. Then Starbucks decided to just let anybody, who, just homeless people, come in and use the bathroom and not have to pay. And that caused a whole, that that, that made things, the, the, the whole Starbucks just started to go down the tube since then. And uh, then they fired a manager by because the manager was white, and uh, they just wanted to fire a white manager. And that, that anyway, that manager has been awarded an additional two point seven million dollars from the Starbucks Corporation. They already got millions, but now they got awarded another two point seven million. So good for them. Uh, all right, let's get to the all right. So the Trump indictment. We have indictment number four, and it's this. People are so furious. I mean, this latest indictment is a Georgia state indictment. So what they're trying to do is here, they're trying to, and they indicted like 18 people, they indicted these Trump associates, they're trying to bankrupt anybody who has ever met or worked with President Trump or has anything to do with President Trump. I mean, literally, so, yeah, these people can't afford, you know, Trump, I'm sure it's not easy easy for him either with all these legal teams and being distracted, you know, Cola pointed out. I mean, aside from everything else, even if Trump manages to get acquitted, and, and, and who knows, because there's a lot of indictments against him, and some of them are in locations where there are not exactly a lot of Trump supporters in, in, in terms of who's going to be on the jury. So it's very scary, but even if Trump gets exonerated, it's going to cost him a fortune, millions and millions of dollars in, in illegal expenses. Maybe he can handle it, but then there's so many other, I mean, Mark Meadows, you know, Rudy Giuliani, and just 18 Trump associates. That's one thing. Is they're literally trying to intimidate anybody from ever working with Trump again for fear of being targeted by the DOJ because they've weaponized the DOJ. They're literally, they're coming down on these people using KGB-style tactics. No question about that. So, and, but the latest also, it's, it's, it's Georgia state. So it's not federal, it's state uh, charges. So if he does get convicted, he cannot be pardoned um, by a federal official. So let's say if the next president is Republican, Trump, let's say people think could pardon himself if he's president, can't pardon himself from the Georgia state charges, only from the federal charges. But these latest charges are because Trump supposedly tried to defraud the state government of Georgia or tried to, you know, basically rig the election. Look how, look, look, look how the ultimate irony here, how uh, the, the election was rigged against Trump and Trump was actually trying to fight against it. And Trump was trying to actually just make things fair and make things just. And he believed that he won fair and square in Georgia and that the actual votes were rigged against him and that the Democrats stole the election. And now that's literally what he's being charged with in Georgia. But this, I mean, this, these charges are so incredibly bogus where Trump, all he was trying to do was say, listen, we want transparency. We want to just find the votes. We want to make sure that every vote is counted, not just Democrat votes, but all votes, not just votes of deceased people and illegals and who knows what other fraudulent votes. And uh, I mean, there's just, just so many shenanigans that went on, so many corrupt things that went on in Georgia and in other counties, in Fulton County and other places. So, so uh, 
uh, this latest indictment is just, you know, it, 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 it is incredibly, incredibly, you know, disingenuous and bogus. And what's amazing is that, uh, you know, I, I noticed a lot of people after this latest indictment, I'm not sure why, but this like really triggered people. This was like the last straw. There's a lot of people saying, listen, we, we cannot, we have to support Trump here. Even, you know, I'm not talking about Democrats, but a lot of Republicans who say Trump may not be my first choice. But look at what they're doing to this man. I mean, they are destroying him, destroying his family, destroying everybody around him. And we cannot stand for this because it's only going to get worse. It's only going to galvanize people on the left and the DOJ and, 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 and the justice system if they think that they can target Trump like this and just uh, just just literally destroy him because they view him as a threat and uh, and, and start um, indicting people and convicting people, throwing people into jail for clearly political purposes and political reasons and having nothing to do with the rule of law. So this actually set a lot of people off, which is interesting. So and, and, and Trump, again, every time one of these indictments gets handed down, it only makes Trump st- stronger, it only galvanizes his base, and it only gives him another bump in the polls, which is amazing. Anyway, but what's the real strategy with these, these indictments? I keep hearing people say they think that Trump cannot win a general election, so they're trying to, they want to indict Trump, they're trying to prop him up, they want him to be the nominee, and therefore, they keep indicting him because that's going to help him win the nomination. And then he's the only candidate that Biden can beat or he's the easiest target. He's the easiest uh, Republican to beat. I think it's the opposite. I think of anything that I think the Democrats real strategy is they know not, not because they want Trump to be the nominee. I think they understand. I, you know, I, to me. I, I, I've said it many times. I think Trump has as strong. I, I think nobody knows. I'm not going to sit here and say Trump's going to win. He's guaranteed he's going to win. I think he's going to be much smarter with the mail-in ballots. I think there's going to be a much more fair election. They're going to be a lot more oversight. Going to make sure that a lot of the shenanigans that went on in 2020 don't happen again. But um, but 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 that's not even the issue. Uh, to me, it's very simple. Trump's going to be the nominee. Trump's. I mean, he is so far ahead in the polls. It's not even. It's laughable. It's laughable. Vivek might might end up being, or Vivek they call him, he might end up being the only candidate who gives Trump a run for his money. We'll see. But, you know, there might be some surprises. I don't know. It's still early. But it's the opposite. Democrats, they know Trump is going to win the nomination hands down. That's why they're targeting him. They're targeting him because they know it's not because they want him to be the nominee. It's because they know he's going to be the nominee. So they're doing everything they can now to try to bring him down. And it's and it's just fascinating to watch. Meanwhile, Biden is incredible. Biden is much weaker than Trump and the, the 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 Hunter Biden scandal is becoming a huge drag. This is toxic for for the Biden campaign, and they know it. And I honestly still think, and I think there there are Democrats. There's literally two groups of Democrats here. So there are the Democrats who love Biden to be in charge. People like Obama, they because they're pushing the buttons. Obama behind the scenes, all of his people are in charge in the White House. So he wants Biden to win re-election, and obviously Jill Biden wants wants her husband Joe to run again. And because she's enjoying every minute of this. So you do have the one segment of Democrats who are behind the scenes pushing for Biden to be the nominee because they want to be able to control him and implement these radical leftist policies. And he's, he's out to lunch. He has no clue what's going on. So they can completely manipulate him as they've been doing. As my wife says, it's elder abuse. What they're doing to Joe Biden is elder abuse. But then there's the other side. They're the Democrats who think Biden cannot win. And they're, they're terrified of Biden running again in 2024. So they want him to be replaced. So they actually want him to be impeached. They actually want there to be scandals. That's why so much stuff is leaking out now that didn't leak out in 2020, because there's an element of the Democrat Party behind the scenes that wants Biden to not be the nominee. They want to shove him out. 
So they want to impeach him. They want him to step down. They want all the Hunter Biden stuff to slowly seep out and to really, really crush Joe Biden so that he has no choice but to bow out. And who's going to step in? Well, either Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama, one of the two. Now, you say, well, if Michelle Obama is going to be the nominee, then why would Obama behind the scenes be pushing for Joe Biden? Good question. That, that to me, suggests, first of all, maybe Obama wants Biden out at this point. I don't know. Remember, we know Biden behind the scenes met with Joe Biden, warned him about how strong Trump could be. But, um, you know, maybe he was getting trying to get Joe to step down. I don't know. Or maybe Michelle doesn't want to run. Who knows? You know, but maybe maybe it's going to be Gavin Newsom. I don't know. But either way, it's it, it, it's really fascinating. And on that note, a bombshell report in The Washington Post uh, the other day, Hunter Biden, this was Thursday, Hunter Biden spent two weeks of father-son bonding right after Hunter Biden and his lawyers agreed with, to the, with prosecutors to a plea bargain deal, a sweetheart plea bargain deal, which was going to exonerate Hunter of any past indictments and any future indictments. Uh, in, in the tax fraud and in the lying on his gun application and all sorts of other potential charges against Hunter. Well, and th- that deal fell through. That deal fell through several weeks later. The deal fell through, a couple, fell through a couple weeks ago. But but right after that deal was first arranged, again, it ended up not working out, that doomed plea deal. But right after that deal was first agreed to between prosecutors and Hunter's defense attorneys, Hunter spent two weeks bonding with Joe Biden in the White House. And it was unbeknownst to most White House staffers. They actually kept this a secret. And by the way, the White House staffers, they are furious. They are fuming. This is according to Washington Post. They are fuming that Joe is doing everything he can behind the scenes to try to help Hunter Biden uh, 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 resist his legal woes and resist indictment and resist conviction and, you know, trying to help Hunter Biden basically rig the system with the DOJ to make sure that Hunter Biden doesn't actually get indicted and charged with any felonies. So the, the White House staffers are furious because they understand how bad this looks. That not just how bad it looks, how corrupt it is for Joe Biden to be helping Hunter behind the scenes. I mean, if this is happening with Trump. Oh, my gosh. Forget about it. But of course, it's it, it's Joe Biden. So they get away with it. But 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 a lot of White House staffers are very furious. And meanwhile, Hunter Biden literally hanging out in the White House for two weeks right after he cuts this deal with prosecutors. And of course, this is all in order to make sure that this deal stuck, to make sure that this deal got finalized, that the DOJ carried it out. By the way, what's happening here, Merrick Garland actually appointed the special counsel, but the special counsel counsel is who this man, David White, special counsel is the same guy who's been investigating, who's totally beholden to, 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 to Merrick Garland, who's literally been making doing everything he can to make sure that Hunter Biden doesn't ever get get sentenced to prison, doesn't even go to trial and make sure that Hunter Biden is totally exonerated. Now he's a special counsel. Well, what's happening there? What's happening is fascinating because Merrick Garland, as much as he's doing everything he can to protect Joe Biden, he doesn't want to destroy his own reputation. At, at a certain point, what he's doing is so incredibly corrupt, where, where, where he is working for Joe Biden and he's literally dictating to the prosecutor, to the U.S. attorney, David Weiss, telling him, listen, you've got to make sure that Hunter Biden is exonerated. You've got to make sure that Hunter doesn't get charged with any felonies. You've got to make sure that Hunter doesn't sit for a moment in jail. And you, you, you've got to protect Hunter. So you got Merrick Garland protecting Hunter. That is now seeping out. That's exposed by a judge and the media and everybody. It's it's it's, it's the the worst and whistle bunch of whistleblowers. So Merrick Garland, the secret's out now. He's exposed that he is literally rigging the entire justice system in the favor of Hunter Biden. They're calling it a two tiered system of justice. I've said many times, not two tiered system of justice. A two tiered system of justice implies that Donald Trump is guilty, Hunter's guilty, but Hunter gets. Uh, in you know get, gets 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 exonerated, acquitted, and 
Donald Trump does not. No, no, no. It's much worse than that. Donald Trump did nothing wrong. They manufactured bogus crimes. It's a hoax. Hunter is legit. Hunter did incredibly corrupt things. Not Hunter. Joe. Joe, millions of dollars being bribed by Ukraine, fired the prosecutor by Burisma, China, taking money from China, Russia, millions and millions of dollars covering it up with all these phony bank accounts, these shell bank accounts. I mean, what Hunter Biden has, what Joe Biden has done, allegedly done, allegedly, is like, it, it, it makes Watergate look like, look like jaywalking. So, you know, so Merrick Garland right now, he's he's in a bind because he doesn't want his own reputation getting destroyed. But at the same time, he's trying to protect Joe and Hunter Biden. So he's stuck. So he appoints a special counsel, hoping that that's going to somehow show people, oh, look at that. I'm not involved anymore. There's an independent counsel. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer. I'm stepping back. I'm recused. And it's not true because he appointed the same person who we know has been in cahoots with him rigging it. So the whole thing is just for purely for the optics and nobody's going to fall for it. All right. So like I said, Hunter spent two weeks uh, with, 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 with President Joe Biden at the White House starting June 21st. And what's and, and most of Biden's staffers had no idea what happened during those two weeks, by the way. Well, what happened was, number one, there was a White House state dinner, which Hunter Biden actually attended. He literally makes this deal with prosecutors. He attends a state dinner that same week. There were two family trips to Camp David. And there was a discovery of a bag of a mystery bag of cocaine in the White House while Hunter's spending two weeks there bonding with his father. But, you know, they, they're saying that that bag of cocaine had nothing to do with Hunter. I mean, of course, there's no camera. And just that spot happened to not have a camera. What an incredible coincidence. Reminds you of Jeffrey Epstein and his prison cell. But amazingly, you know, that that bag of cocaine was found during that two week period of time. Meanwhile, a former FBI agent confirmed the claims of two IRS whistleblowers that Hunter Biden's legal team was tipped off in advance that investigators were trying to get an interview with him back in 2020. The former FBI agent said Joe Biden's transition team was notified by somebody at the DOJ back in December of 2020 that that, that there were FBI was planning to surprise witnesses across the country with simultaneous interviews in the Hunter Biden scandal. All right. Um, you know, how they always accuse Israel of being an apartheid state, a racist state. We've got Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar and, and Ocasio um, just disgracefully saying that Israel is a racist state, apartheid state and racist against Palestinians. Well, a tragic story, but I just wanted to share it because it shows you Israel is a democracy. Israel, Arabs are treated better in Israel than in, than in many Arab countries and certainly better than any Jews in any Arab, any Arab countries. They're treated so incredibly well. An Israeli firefighter was killed, another critically injured last week. They were attempting to save the life of a Palestinian man who fell into a deep pit in the Galil. Um, the Israel Fire and Rescue Department, they answered a rescue call, a 20-year-old man who perished. He fell into a deep 26-year-old pit, a 26-foot deep pit hole in the ground. And this Palestinian entered Israel illegally, okay, fell into this 26-foot deep hole, lost consciousness, and then two firefighters jumped in, two Israeli firefighters. Now, one of them was Druze. I, I, I don't know the nationality of the other one. One of them was Jews, Druze. So he was not Jewish, but I don't care. He was an Israeli, and if he was, you know, Jewish firefighters would have done the same thing. He went in after him, and he lost consciousness. And then another one lost consciousness as well, a second Israeli firefighter. And it seems there were either poisonous fumes down there or a lack of oxygen. Eventually, the men were extracted, so the Palestinian man died. One of the firefighters succumbed to his injuries and died. And the second one was fighting for his life in critical condition. I don't know what the outcome was. And finally, doctors say 
that illegals, there are terrible diseases coming into the United States thanks to illegals who are bringing them in. And this is incredible because they're all worried about COVID, right? And they're all worried about following the science and about diseases and vaccinations. But when it comes to illegals, illegals are bringing all sorts of very, very horrific, hideous diseases into the U.S. And nobody's doing a thing about it. This is according to Dr. Mark Siegel and others. Dr. Mark Siegel is, of course, a very, very renowned med- medical professor at NYU. They're bringing in tuberculosis illegals into the United States and into New York City and other you know, cities, sanctuary cities where they're ending up. And Mark Siegel said they're being bused to New York and elsewhere. Diseases go with them. One physician at the border in Texas told Dr. Mark Siegel that migrants are increasing the prevalence of tuberculosis, which is resistant to antibiotics. That's super TB. And uh, others warned of of migrants causing a measles epidemic, potentially. Border Patrol says they've seen tuberculosis, scabies, COVID, hepatitis A and B, mumps, chickenpox, dengue fever, and other diseases. But follow the science. Hello, diseases, COVID, masks, right? I mean, uh, lockdowns, all that stuff. That's only when it's uh, when it's people legally in the United States that they suddenly care about preventing diseases. But illegals come across the border, millions of them, bringing all sorts of terrible diseases. And uh, suddenly the science is out the window. That's going to do it for today. And we will see you next time.